Hi, welcome to Tailgate TV, another edition here. Brad Davis along with Cody Morris, and we are super excited to bring you these interviews coming up. Uh, have a lot of great guests on, and we are thrilled to have them come in here and share with us a little of their knowledge and a little bit of their experiences throughout um, this next episode. Yeah, I'm just tickled. We have uh, Annalie Gardner, uh, future OSU athlete, Oklahoma State University, coming on and chatting with us a little bit. Bill Thurman from the Steam and Gas Show and Adrian coming on. And I hear he has some stories. That should be a fun one. Yes. And then we also, the Rich Hill, yes. famous for the fourth. Yes. We're going to have the president and vice president of the Rich Hill Fourth of July Committee coming on to give us some information about what's going on there. And so just tickled. To talk to these individuals. Absolutely. It ought to be a, a great, great episode. And uh, obviously, not us, but our guests make those great episodes. But we appreciate them so much. And we appreciate our sponsors. Yeah, the, the ones that are able to help us to do this and make this possible. We have Sonic, who has been one of our lead sponsors from the very beginning, believed in us. And so we very much appreciate their support. Um, Mid-America, they're continuing to help get us out there and work alongside of us. And we want to thank them. Uh, CNS Graphics continuing to work with us and do things for us. We appreciate them. Emmanuel Baptist Church on board with us. Appreciate we that. like to thank them. O3 Customs now is a new sponsor. And, uh, man, they have really hooked us up with hats. I don't know if you saw we did a hat giveaway this month. Yep. Uh, Rochelle Mallet, congratulations to her who won that. Yep. Um, and then the Chamber of Commerce is a new sponsor. And we have a lot of events coming up, so mm -hmm. make sure you're checking out the Chamber's Facebook page and what they're doing. And we just like to thank everybody who's helping to make this possible, having this local podcast. And if you want to help us, if you want to make this possible, if you want to continue supporting us or, or start supporting us, reach out to us. We'd love to have you on board. we got all kinds of different uh, packages to where you could come on board. And we'll send, we'll uh, leave a link to some of these uh, companies down below on the bottom of this so you can, uh, you know, get a hold of them and, uh, you know, support those companies as well. Absolutely. Again, we appreciate them so much. So, stay tuned. Another edition of Tailgate TV. We'll be right back on Tailgate TV after this short break. Brought to you by our sponsors, Sonic, Butler Chamber of Commerce, O3 Customs, Emanuel Baptist Church, Mid-America Live, and CNS Graphics. Hi, welcome to another episode of Tailgate TV. Here with Annalie Gardner. Appreciate you coming in, Annalie. We appreciate that so much. And uh, we are... Thrilled to bring you another episode of Tailgate TV, and we're going to learn a lot from Annalie. I, I, this is... School is in session. I am so excited for her to be here because it's, there's a lot of questions I've had, and of course, I've seen Annalie grow up here in Butler a lot of years. Uh, obviously, her brother was here, and she, he graduated with my daughter, so the families are kind of, uh, you know, along the same lines there, so I'm excited for uh, Annalie to be here. Absolutely. As you said, we had a lot of questions and we usually, you know, spend a couple of days before we have somebody in and we sit and go over what questions we're going to ask. And we had to eliminate questions. We had too many. <laughs> we did. We're like, there's, there's so much that we want to know about you. Yes. Annie. We're like, we did not want to waste an hour of her time. No, we, we could easily, though. We could have <laughs> yes. a whole special. Absolutely. But we'll jump right into them because, like I said, we do have a list here 
Um, but when did you really decide that pole vaulting was something that you wanted to pursue? When did you realize that it was something you, you were good at and wanted to continue to do? Well, okay, so my brother, obviously, like, he started, and I think it was, like, my fifth grade year. And um, actually, my first pole vault pole was an apple picker stick. <laughs> and so I love my, it. <laughs> my brother, um, he was like, well... I am kind of like lonely. Like I want someone to walk with. So I was like, you know what? And I just went over, grabbed an apple picker stick and, um, I kind of tried it and I was like, Oh, I'm actually not too bad at it. Like I was jumping over six feet as like a fifth grader. And I was like, okay, like maybe this is something I'm good at. And then the next day, Ethan decides that the apple picker sticks a javelin, throws it, breaks it in half. So I was kind of like, all right, well, <laughs> maybe I need a break. And so I kind of took a break um, for a little bit. I do a meet, you know, here and there, but it just wasn't consistent. And so my seventh grade year, um, you know, junior high, you know, big middle school things are happening and track season rolls around and I'm like, all right, let's try pole vault again. And so I pole vault and I was like, oh, I'm getting eight feet, nine feet, eventually wow. get up to 10 feet um, as an eighth grader. Wow. And <laughs> honestly, like I didn't really decide this is what, what I wanted to like pursue when I'm older, probably really until my junior year, Okay. which is kind of a surprise to a lot of people just because I've been doing it forever. But I mean, that's when I really buckled down and I was like, okay, like I'm kind of good at this. Like I, I kind of want to do this in my future. And so, um, my junior year, I was like, for sure, let's go, let's do this full heart, everything. And so that's kind of when I decided I wanted to pursue it. Well, and that even makes it more impressive. It does. I mean, yeah, that, I love the apple picker. That's, yeah. <laughs> you're right. That I hate that he broke it. That could be like, that <laughs> right? should be like nostalgia. Yeah. Right? Right on your wall somewhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, you mentioned that you were doing other things yes. and then, and you did other things in high school. Yes. What kind of things did you do other than pole vaulting? Um, I mean, I've done so many different sports. I mean, come from a small town, you kind of forced into that position. Um, and so I did softball. I I honestly thought I was going to go to college for softball because okay. I played softball first grade through 10th grade. And, um, I mean, it was my first love. And, I mean, I'm, I'm fast. I'm a good base runner. <laughs> I like it. But um, uh, softball was a huge one. And then volleyball became a really big interest of mine. And I was actually able to um, be a team captain my junior and senior year. And really learn to like bond with the team. And I love that. And then I had some cross country days in there, <laughs> um, managed to make top 10 all time for Butler, wow. which is kind of cool. That is but, cool. um, I mean, honestly, I hated cross country. <laughs> I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you, but Mr. Barnes somehow is like, yeah, you're doing, you're doing this. It, and right? I was like, okay, if you yeah. say so, got it. Yeah. <laughs> and so I showed up, um, and just kind of ran here and there. Um, and then, what other sports? Softball. And then track. Track and field. I right. think that's really it. I, well, it's still awesome. And, yeah, that keeps you yeah. busy. <laughs> and it just goes goes to show you what kind of an athlete you are, that you're so good at so many different things. That's that's uh, yeah, yeah, pretty impressive. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, and I guess like with doing all of that, what what's your favorite memory of high school? And I guess maybe we think more along the lines of athletics, but yeah. like maybe even outside of that, like what's your favorite high school memory then? That one's that one's tough 
Um, well, it sounds, I mean, you've done so much. You probably yeah, have, have a list so to choose memories. from. Um, I think probably the funniest memory that I have is it was actually this season for volleyball. And um, so I eat a lot of bananas while I'm playing volleyball. Okay. Um, Helps the cramps. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's this one game. It was a home game, actually. And um, I was, you know, it was uh, we had a little break in between like quarters or half, whatever. I don't know. And um, I was like, all right, I'm going to eat my banana. So I eat like a banana. I have another one laying on the ground and (laughs) I run over. So we're playing. We're playing. I think, I don't know, it's middle of the game and I'm running over to get a ball and it's literally right on the bench. And I, you know, I pass the ball and all of a sudden I like just slip and fall. And <laughs> on your banana. And so yeah, and so I'm running, I'm running back and I just keep slipping. Like it was the most embarrassing thing, but I'm just like falling and slipping like a cartoon, literally straight cartoon. And um like the whole game gets paused. There's banana literally across the entire court. Like I got the ball, so that was kind of cool, but like it was horrible. <laughs> we had like take fifteen minute break, clean up the banana. <laughs> it was so embarrassing, but that was probably one of my funniest memories. We're gonna have to go in the prepcast archive <laughs> and see if this game was broadcast. And if so, it will be on your screen. We will show you this memory. Yes. Um, yes. If it's not there, we couldn't find it. That's outstanding. But yeah. Though. No that that sounds incredible. Well, and you have to you have to laugh at yourself, right? Oh I mean, goodness. you might as well. <laughs> that that's great. That's a great memory. Now, one thing you have done, I mean, you're very accomplished, but you've won, I believe, back-to-back state titles in pole vaulting. Um, I mean, is that a goal that you set for yourself? Is that something you kind of set out to do, or did it just kind of happen? Yeah, so actually, I wanted to win three state titles my sophomore year went pretty bad i vaulted horrible um now, well it wasn't that bad i think you did what fifth in yeah state? i did that's fifth. That's so that's, I, was like, Darn, I, came in, I was the fifth best in the state i was so bad. terrible yeah i did fifth so actually like i remember i remember coming back from and that was actually in class three and we're class two um but i came back from that and i was like absolutely not like this is not i'm not a fifth place person and so after that i was just kind of like all right well i'm gonna win first from here on out and so my junior and senior year i dedicated myself and i was like yeah i mean we're gonna do this yeah and um i don't know i don't want to be like I don't want to put myself out there and be like, but she spoke the competition. What I she tried did. To say. I did. <laughs> and I mean, that was super cool to watch. And I think it was definitely a goal I set my, for myself. And I definitely wanted to do it my freshman year, but I really only had three years of track. Um, so it was definitely cool, but, and it was an amazing feeling. Um, just getting that opportunity. I mean, really all glory goes to God. Absolutely. Um, he, he guided me in so many ways. Um, and I think what's more, what made me feel, I think, better was actually not even pole vault. Um, this year, I managed to get third place in 300 hurdles as well. Saw that. And um, that coming from like kind of knowing I was going to get first place in pole vault to like, oh, my gosh, like I 
actually just ran third and 300 hurdles. Never right. even knew like I would even do that. I don't know. I just thought that was such a cool experience. And all those girls are amazing and incredible. So, yeah. Well, and I, I love how you, how you phrase it. You know, I've, I've had the chance to talk to a few, you know, local athletes and whatnot. And, and the, the motivation of the hatred for losing or the hatred of not living up. Absolutely. I mean that, you know, there, there's, there's a, a basketball player here that I've, I've talked to and I said, you know, what really motivates you? What, what makes you tick? And he said, I hate losing. So yeah. I, I put the time in. And so here you say, you know, I, I was so unhappy with myself for finishing fifth, which is still a, a class above where you even <laughs> should be competing and then yeah. still finishing fifth. But to be, you know, I, I didn't like that. I put it in. And I mean, that's, yeah. that, that can be a great motivator. Oh yeah. And I mean, it was just really cool. And then like, we kind of looked back and I actually would have won state for all five classes this year. Um, wow. and which is, so I you, mean, it's literally just, you were the state champion. Yes. It was just really, it really was like, stood out to me and I was like, okay, like I am good at this. And it, sometimes that's hard to think because mm-hmm. you're comparing yourself to uh, those other athletes who are jumping two feet higher than me or mm-hmm. college athletes where I'm going to be competing next year. And I'm like, you know what? I need to just step back and be like, okay, I am worth it. I can do this. And it was just a really important kind of moment for me this year, especially. So what is your PR? What is your... So my PR is 12.4. Yeah, it's pretty pretty solid. I mean, it's definitely not where I want to be, but I mean, it's where I am. And kind of just need to be where you are and keep working and those results will come. Absolutely. Yeah, well, that's why I wonder what your PR was because I was like, wow, that's, I mean, that's amazing because if you would have hit that at state, yeah, I mean, not that, not that you were far off of it, don't, <laughs> don't get me wrong, but I'm like, wow, you would have really killed them. Yeah. I mean, and- worse than you did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie, the weather at state was just absolutely horrible not conducive to <laughs> it good was jumps. not conducive it was a headwind mm. i mean it was sleeting it was just not not the best but i mean we made it work that's, and i'm really glad we did still yeah. came home with the title that's yeah. it that's it so you know i'm kind of interested because you, you talked about being a team captain in volleyball yeah and i know that there's some young ladies around this area um there's an Andrews young lady from Archie. Mm-hmm. Do you know her? Yes, absolutely. Um, I thought you did. Yeah. And there's a couple other ones here in Butler that have really showed an interest in pole vaulting. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that credit goes to you. Thank you. That means and I think that they are looking to you and the way you handle yourself, the way that you um, lead is... Uh, Again, really something that they aspire to be. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, I can. Um, so Molly, I'll talk about Molly right now just because um, she's really one of my closest friends. And I absolutely adore her um, and everything she stands for. And actually, I'm going to bring up a girl from Maysville, um, Mirabella Redmond. Um, those two stuck it out with me this entire senior season. I mean... They were also ran 300 hurdles, also ran 100 hurdles. I mean, we all got top three in hurdles. We all got like top five in pole vault. So it's just like these girls stuck it out with me the entire season. And I'm so grateful for them. Um, But 
there, like, there's definitely been an interest in pole vault, mm-hmm. um, especially around our community, right. which honestly has just like made me love the sport even more because awesome. it's like, wow, like this sport is so complex. There are so many techniques, so many mm-hmm. technical things. I mean, like, there's not just one way to do it. It's not like you just go up there and you can just do it. Like there's so many different ways. Um, and I think that's what makes it so interesting, so complex. That it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be like that one shot's going to make it like, right. It's so it's, it's amazing. And, um, I guess like, I know a couple girls from Butler, like Caroline Cook, Tandy Heiser, Tandy Heiser is going to be good you're going to need to keep her on her radar because she is going to be 13 foot walter really? i wow. mean she's already like in eighth grade 10 2 wow i mean broke my record wow um she'll be good if she keeps working for it and i know she will because she is that grit um but just like molly will be amazing um, and, and that's the Molly well, Andrews hey, from, yes. from Archie. Yes. Yeah. And I just, her little sister, as a matter of fact, in basketball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A couple of years ago. What I just want to point out, like in talking to you, like the leadership and the way you root for her, like when you talked about she beat my personal record and it wasn't this, and obviously there was probably a little bit of, oh, shoot. <laughs> well, like you were like, you know, happy for her. Yeah. You know, too, like, you know, liking, like to see these other individuals yeah. do well. Well, I mean, Tandy, like I grew up with her. And so watching her just grow. It's just been so incredible because she's like my little sister. And so yeah. you take you take like my record and I see her like just break that number. It's just like, wow. Like I'm yeah. so proud of you right now. Yeah. Um, well, because you know the kind of work that went into oh, it for, to set that record. It's enough for her to yeah, break it I mean, to put that work in. Pole vault is such a journey. And so just to see like the community in pole vault has really just made me like who I am. Yeah. Because like the pole vault community isn't like any other sport everybody is so happy for anything that you do because it's not, it's not a competitive sport. It's you individual. against yourself more yeah. so than you are yeah. some, you know, someone else. Yes, absolutely. And everybody knows how long it's taken for like someone to get there or mm-hmm. how much work you have to put in to get a certain height. And so I feel like everybody in our community and like the pole vault community in general is just so supportive. And I absolutely like, I think that's truly what's made me who I am today. That's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. And, and I, I, as you said, I, I love watching you talk about the, the other young ladies and the sport, right? You can tell that you have a genuine love for those young people oh, and for the, for the sport itself. And I, that's obviously that's, uh, that's something that will carry you a long way. Thank that, you. That's, that's going to be awesome. So, We've kind of touched on this a little bit, but Annalie will be attending Oklahoma State University in the fall. Yes, sir. Go Pokes. And go Pokes. <laughs> and she is going to offer you to say that. It, it was kind of stuck in my throat a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, right. Over. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so what was that recruiting process like for you at Oklahoma State? Yeah. Um, very stressful. Okay. <laughs> Very stressful. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I had been looking at a couple schools. My top three kind of narrowed down to Nebraska, K State, and Oklahoma State. Um, and so good schools. Yes. And I, I mean, I mainly chose those three just because they're closer schools. And um, I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of a homebody. Sorry. Right. Um, <laughs> wrong with that. So I like I narrowed those choices down, and I definitely looked at like 
the Air Force Academy and the Naval Academy, but, um, and I had offers from them. That was just not. Yeah, no, when you phrase that, it's so, like you say, I was looking at these three, let's not be wrong, these three schools were looking at you too. <laughs> correct, correct. Yes, they were, they were. I got um, offers from all of them, and it was, it was hard. It was a very hard decision, but um, there were just some, like, little technical things that was, like, as soon as I kind of, like, went to Oklahoma State, it was just kind of, like, like, people people talk about it. They're mm-hmm. like, you're going to have that feeling. You're just going to kind of know. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I'm going to be honest, I really didn't. <laughs> like, okay. people talk about it, and I didn't have that feeling nice. anywhere I went. And so I was like, what is going on? Right. Like, there's just not, there's just, I'm not getting that one feeling that every other athlete has been telling me about. And so I went on my first visit and to Oklahoma State. And I loved it so much. Like it was really comparable because each athlete and each coach at each of these schools was an incredible, like they were incredible. And I mean, I wish I could go to all three, but, um, something about coach Langley at Oklahoma state and all of the girls on that team, it was just like, like, this is home. I know I'm going to get along with each of you. And I mean, it took me a while to kind of like figure that out. But once I was just talking to Coach Langley more and I went on a visit, um, like it was just like, wow. All right. Like this feels like home because honestly, Stillwater is like that place. That's just like it's a small it's a small town with a bunch of people in it. It is. It is. (laughs) And that's kind of what I was looking for. But Coach Langley is just so inspirational. and. I am so incredibly grateful to be able to have that opportunity to go um, in that in the Big 12 conference Mm -hmm. and compete at this level. Um, But the process was definitely hard for sure. And and you look good in orange, I'm assuming. (laughs) You do now, right? I do now. That's right. That's right. Nothing wrong with that. And I noticed, and it was fun to see, it didn't take you long to embrace that. I think now, every time I see you on on Instagram, on social media, you're sharing all of the OSU stuff. You you seem proud to be out there. I am. I'm so excited. I mean, it really is the brightest orange out there. Um, And... I, it's just, it's no greater feeling that I'm a part of this team and I'm so excited to be able to continue that. That's exciting. We're excited to see what you do out there. And I bet you they're excited to have you. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So I guess the other thing we want to ask you about is with, you know, so much changing in college sports lately, Mm -hmm. like with the NIL stuff, you know, the last few years being a thing, have you seen any of that? Does any of that affect you or what you've seen or or been affected by? So, I mean, with NIL, I mean, it's just took off like yeah. crazy. And um actually one of one of my teammates, well, soon to be teammates, mm-hmm. um, Tori Ortiz, she's a really big name in the NIL and she's from Oklahoma State. And um she's a sprinter. But she like just seeing like following her and all that NIL stuff, I mean, it's really played a big deal in athletes being able to pay for college. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, frankly, like I've definitely been like talking to different brands, different trying to get some more ambassadors and trying to get that NIL stuff because it's it's becoming almost like a necessity for athletes. Absolutely. Because really, I mean, I feel like people don't realize, especially for track, that colleges don't give out full rides for track. Correct. They don't. I mean, it's just it's hard to find that money 
Um, and it's not, it's not anybody's fault. It's just like, whenever you have, whenever you have like 18 different scholarships to give out full ride scholarships to 60 plus people, it's really hard. And so all those little NIL deals coming in, it's just changing the game. Cause it's like, all right, I can make money while doing the thing I love while being like passionate for it. And people see that passion. And so like seeing people invest in you, that's just, it changes the entire. Well, and then knowing those people believe in you too, that just, they're, they're giving you that that vote of confidence. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. And if you're watching this and you're somebody considering that there is no better lady here than (laughs) Anthony. Thank you. Thank you so much. She will uh, make your business better than it is today. I promise you. So, that being said, what what are you going to major in in college? Do you I have a yeah okay all right um so I'm actually going to be majoring in English um okay. and no I'm not going to be an English teacher like my mom okay, it's, okay. <laughs> that's not the route we're heading okay but um that you, that you know of not <laughs> right. I yeah that I know of I guess <laughs> but the basically what I want to do in the future is um I want to be a lawyer. And so, like, I'm going to be going down these paths, and I think I'm going to major in English. I'm not really sure what I'm going to minor in, but definitely something like sports management, journalism, somewhere around that. Because, I mean, the goal is really to be a sports lawyer. Okay. Um, So work with, like, NFL teams. And, like, represent, I don't know, maybe the Chiefs one day. There you go. And be on their um, law and legal team and all of that. I just think now it's that sounds so stressful. incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I love it. And, I mean, I've wanted to be a lawyer since I was little. I mean, I never really changed my job. Awesome. I was just like, this is what I want to be, and I'm going to go for it. So when you know, I'm you excited. know. That, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And she had be looking for Annalise's podcast when that comes out, because <laughs> she'll be doing that in four or five years. That'd be awesome. Yes. So, we've got a fun little ending segment for you. And it is a true or false. Okay. So I have a list of uh, true or false questions here, and we're going to let you answer them. Uh, Brad really wanted to know. I did want to know. Is it true or false that you're afraid of heights? False. Yeah. <laughs> false. We figured as high as you jump, there is there is no way. Yeah. Um, that would be my problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, besides the weight, well, we're talk about that. But one of your problems. one of my issues with, with pole vaulting. Um, true or false. Pole vaulting dates back to at least 200 BC. Oh, I don't probably. I'm going to say true. It's false. It dates it's back false. to 500 BC. Oh, it's I even mean, older than that. All right. Well. They were they were using apple pickers. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Right. That's crazy. I didn't know. True or false? Garth Brooks is an alumni of OSU. True. Very true. Very true. On the track team too. Was he? Yeah, he threw javelin. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. Yes, uh-huh. sir. So now you've already answered this one. True or false though, OSU Orange is the brightest orange. Yep. hundred percent. Is that true? Yeah. Okay, last one. Your favorite sonic drink is a raspberry lemon water. True. <laughs> I got him. It is true. And we appreciate Sonic hooking her up today. Absolutely. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah, that was outstanding. So we want to thank so much, Annalie, for being here. We're yeah. excited for your future. I know you are, and I know your mom and dad and your whole family is just excited for what you're uh Fixing to learn, Thank really, because that's that's the whole point yeah, of it, right? I, and I cannot wait. Bright star here in Annalise. <laughs> we appreciate you watching Tailgate TV. Thank you so much. 
CNS Graphics is happy to once again be serving Butler and surrounding areas. We are back and ready to serve you. We specialize in poster-worthy sport edits that can help assist you in any of your graphic design needs. Find us on Facebook today or call or text Cody at 479-385-1120 and let us create a custom graphic that you can cherish for a lifetime. And remember, your graphics deserve to be cool and stylish. Welcome back to Tailgate TV. Today we have Bill Thurman who heads up the steam engine side of Frontier Village. We are really glad to have you, Bill. And uh, he's here with us today as they get ready for the 45th annual Steam and Gas Engine Show. Um, this thing's been going on for 45 years. Uh, that's that's quite a long time. How long have you been involved with doing this? 47. Okay. okay. <laughs> Very uh, good. I joined the club when I was 12 years old. Okay. No kidding. Uh, so a lifetime. I'm not a charter member. I missed by one meeting. I didn't have a ride to the first meeting. <laughs> uh, I grew up on a dairy farm, so... Uh, I made the second meeting. I've been a member of since. Okay. That's awesome. Now, so the club is older than the show. Yes. Okay. So the club's been around 48 years then? Would that be? Yeah, it was formed back in like 77, 78. Uh, I think we had our first show unorganized like in 78. We had it in the city park then. We didn't have any grounds. We had it in the city park, I think, three or four years when we first started. And then the grounds came available. And that's when we moved over to present location. Interesting. Don't know that I realized that. And now, you say you grew up on a dairy farm. Was that here local or? Five miles east of Archie. Okay. Uh, yep. A little mm-hmm. town called Austin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this is coming up uh, pretty quickly. Uh, this is going to be here in the next couple of days. This is going to be starting. I don't know if people realize how much y'all actually do during the show out there at uh, Frontier Village. One of the things I don't know if people know a lot about is the train. Um, you know, I know that's that's one of the big pulls you guys do out there. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. Uh, I can pat myself on the back. I kind of brought the train in. Okay. I went to a sale probably 25, 30 years ago. As soon as I turned around the corner, they were selling a seven and a half inch gauge steam locomotive. And they wow. almost had it sold. I bid on it. Not knowing. I just knew it was cheap. So I bought it and came back to the next board meeting and told the club he was in the railroad business. <laughs> um, they we were ecstatic. For, yeah, we tried for years to make this train work. Railroad is a very complicated thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used metal tracks. So when the sun came out, it would warp our tracks. Oh. When it got cold, it would shrink our tracks. We fiddled with that for about five years and never really got. We could run the train forward and back, but that was it. So we started asking for help. Uh, to get this railroad set up, and we had a guy come down from the city, and he looked our situation over, and he said, you guys are never going to have a railroad. He said, You're, it's just not going to happen. And we had a member named R.D. Essenprise who could do anything, and when this guy told R.D. he couldn't do it, he was trying to prove him wrong. <laughs> we got a track. Well, that's, that, that, I think it's amazing, not only seeing it from the highway right which is all i mean i look that direction every time i pass through adrian just to see what's going on over there that kind of thing but it i mean it is an eye catcher that train it's awesome it is probably our biggest drawing uh car the railroad is kind of a separate club within a club they govern themselves uh they pick their own schedule and uh that's been our greatest asset 
with our club is disorganization. <laughs> we have people that are taking interest in staff. We let them do it, and we leave them alone. And that has been our greatest asset is everybody supports each other, but we also give everybody their own space. Yeah, and I, I know not not all of them, probably not even most of them, but I know a few of the members up there, and they're those kind of people that they're gonna they're gonna delve into something. And they're going to get it done, and they're going to do it right. And it's just, I, I think y'all definitely benefit from having some great members like yourself and many others out there. Uh, one of the things that y'all do that I've I've noticed is a huge pull around here, no pun intended, is the tractor pull. The tractor pull is being one of our major attractions. It used to be the tractor pull was a walk on sled. I don't know if you ever seen that or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had a member that built us the sled that we use now. Uh, so that got us off the walk-in sled. Re- reason we got away from that was liability. Sure. And sure. plus, you you have to have people of the same kind of weight to be able to be fair on it. Uh, the tractor pull, like I said, it is a plain Jane tractor pull. Probably the only tractor pull like it in our part of the country. We allow no tune-ups, turn-ups. If you're blowing blue smoke, you're not pulling. Everything's got to be stock. Every you know. Everybody cheers you if you pull five feet or you pull 50 feet. Oh, yeah. And um, we do get belt buckles, I think. No trophies or nothing. We just do it all for fun. And uh, that's a major thing. Organization, everything we do is for fun. Everybody Absolutely. already has a job. So if you make it into a job, nobody wants to do it. So everything we do is just for fun. Well, I think the local kid. I mean, that's, that's you know, I was talking about the, the people that are like, oh, you're doing this during the tractor pull weekend. And it was local kids. I mean, that that they want to get out there on their tractors. They've been out in the field driving. And they want to get out there and, like you say, have fun. And so really appreciate what you're doing for the community there to get out there and be able to do that. Now, they're limited to 1970 and before, correct? Rubber tired tractors. We have. Two poles. We have a classic pole and an antique pole. Mm. Back in the old days, when we first started, we wouldn't let anything on the place that was not 1939 or older. Oh, wow. We was strictly antique. Classic was not because everybody's grandfather, everybody's father had farmed with this old stuff. Sure. And we had 300 unstyled tractors at a show. Wow. As years as went by, now everybody's grandfather had a 4020. Or they had a D21 or stuff like that. So we had to amend that. And now we pull 200 style tractors and maybe 10 unstyled tractors. Is that right? It's just everything has changed. Sure. You, you like what you grew up with. Absolutely. And, and as you grow up with more modern things, everything changes to that. So, yeah, we have a classic pull on Friday and then an antique pull on Saturday. Awesome. That's fun. We were looking over here at the schedule of events and two things. I don't know if I've, I've been out there a handful of times. I don't know if I've noticed these, the bell throwing and the great potato stab. Those sound kind of fun. Can you tell us a little bit about those two? The bell throwing is just what it is. You pick up a bell and see how far you can throw it. Okay. Uh, I won the bell throwing for like 20 years in a row. And then this little nice. kid kept telling me he was going to beat me. <laughs> and he took a hip replacement and a knee replacement and rods my back and Sean Horn back. Finally did beat me. So I got out of it. And we have we have for all, you know, women's, men's, young kids, young women. So we have all kinds of different categories. Okay. It's it's really a neat deal. The big potato stab is you're riding on a tractor or on a trailer. You're straddling potatoes and you've got a stick with a nail in it. And you've got to stab those potatoes as they come underneath the tractor. Outstanding. And whoever has the most potatoes wins. That sounds like a good time. And, and they go pretty fast. So yeah. you, you really got to be up. 
So we, we do have a good time with that. Um, that's, that's, that's what we're all about. We're very diversified. We like to keep everybody entertained. You know, everybody does like anti-traffic and steam engines. So we are very diversified to draw the community. Well, and that's one thing. I mean, I... I enjoy the tractors, but you can go out there if you don't enjoy tractors and have a good time. Yeah. I mean, you, you you guys do a very good job of just putting on an event that people can go and have fun. One of the my favorite things, it has nothing to do with tractors, but it's the breakfast. Um, the ladies auxiliary out there, and I think they do it every day from 6 to 10. Yes. And you can go out there, and I tell you what, that breakfast is it's pretty good. It is. That's one of our main events, too. There's people who just come for breakfast and leave. And, yeah. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But, but yeah, they, they, they put on the breakfast for years and years. And uh, a lot of hard work doing it. But it has raised them a lot of money through the years. And they do a really good job doing it. Absolutely. One of the things I wanted to really kind of get an answer to is you have a different... 12 o'clock bell than most places and it's the anvil shoot every day 12 o'clock noon you all have an anvil shoot the story behind that is i don't know how many years ago it was it's called ringing of the anvil and back in the mid 1800s that's how they would summon if somebody whose house was on fire or they had to get the attention the blacksmith would ring the anvil We've had out about this, and there was a guy down in Arkansas that did this professionally. So he came up one year and rung the animal. Uh, forget what he charged us, a couple hundred bucks. But anyway, our guys were standing around watching him. There's not much to that. So the next year we did. Okay. And we've done it ever since. It does, it, you have to have brand new animals. You just can't take an old animal out okay. there and blow it. Okay. They have to be identical. Okay. And uh, turn one upside down, put the other one on the other top of the other one, smear it with peanut butter and seal it. Okay. Yeah. And then when you let it off, uh, like I said, we've had the anvil go two, three hundred feet in the air. Wow. We have never had the anvil. I don't think we've ever had the anvil land beyond 10 feet of where it went. Out. Is that right? Of course, you need to level everything out. But, sure. But the guys are really good at it. Matter of fact, one year, they shot the anvil, and the anvil came directly back down and hit the anvil on the ground again. Is that right? And broke the anvil in half. I bet it did. So that's that is something impressive. we're famous for is bringing the anvil, and, and we've done it, gosh, I don't know how many years. That's awesome. And it came from Arkansas. There you go. Well, yeah. That, uh, doesn't that figure? <laughs> we've always had a club where somebody sees something, you know, it's, hey, you can Oh, yeah, watch bring this. it back. Right. Yeah. yeah. So That's awesome. When they found out that uh, we could do it, it's been that way ever since. Another fun thing that I think gets the, the community involved that, that I've seen, I've had the honor of riding in it, is the parade of power that you guys do, where you just get, you know, everybody bring your tractors out here, let's let's do a parade or let's ride through them. That's a lot of fun. It's a lot of involvement. That, to some people, that is the show. Yeah. To a little five-year-old kid that can drive his dad's tractor, his dad hanging on to him on the back of it, he'll remember that the rest of his life. Absolutely. And that is what we're after. We are after making memories and, and gaining uh, gaining people through friendship. I think that's the most important thing we want to do out there is build relationships and getting the young people awesome. involved and, and making, you know, if it makes sense, um, sometimes you have a hard time finding where you fit. Sure. And we try to make everybody fit. Mm-hmm. And 
so far we've done a really good job of it. We have made some people mad over the years, not on purpose. But the parade of power is very important to us. Like I said, it, it lets people showcase. You know, somebody could have a hundred thousand dollar tractor, and somebody could have a, a five hundred dollar lawnmower, but they're just as proud of that lawnmower mm-hmm. as if people are that five hundred thousand dollar tractor. So we treat them the same. Absolutely, and uh, that's that's what we like to do. Well. And another thing, you talk about everybody coming in, having something to do. You do on Sundays, you do a church service out there. Yes. That is, I've, I've been around there when you're doing that, and that is a very interesting thing that you do. We will not ever deny that we put God, country, family first in our organization. We Absolutely. We are a very, very religious organization. We start most everything with prayers. Uh, we are a Christian-based activity. Uh, we are someplace where... If your kid runs off, you don't need to worry about it. Yeah. Uh, everybody, we like to consider ourselves family, and we are family. Mm-hmm. But God has always come first in, in our association, and then country, and then family. We're very proud of that. Yeah. And now, how long, I don't know if you would know the answer to this or not, so has the, the church that's there, have, so the 45 years you've been doing that, is that something you've always done? Is that something that's come yes. recent? So it's always always had the church there on Sunday? If we didn't have church, we'd have a tent. Got you, sure. But we we always have service. Okay. Uh, we never we never went without service. And then when we got the church, we we went ahead and, and used the church for that. I think the church was the schoolhouse was the first building in, and then I think the church was either third or fourth after that. But all those buildings are actual buildings. They're, yeah. They're, they're not rebuilt. The schoolhouse we moved in there intact. The church we moved there intact. Uh, the Spruce Mercantile we did tear down. And rebuild, but that actually was the Spruce Mercantile in the village of Spruce. Spruce. Uh, the other buildings have all been local houses we've torn down and used lumber. So everything is historically significant on those buildings. We've moved. That's awesome. And it's it's impressive too when you walk down there through that village and just the way it's it's upkept, the way that it's maintained, and just it it's a cool atmosphere. It's, I mean, it, it really all volunteer is. labor. Nobody gets paid for nothing. Everything is one hundred percent volunteer. Every dime that the club Burns goes right back into the museum. Right awesome. back into the that's that's beautiful. It is. It is. Um, we're going to end with a fun little segment. We have some questions here. It's a over under. So I'm going to give you a, a fact and a number, and you're going to tell me if the accurate number is over or under that. So the first tractor ever was in 1996. Is it over or under that? Under that. First tractor. 19 or 1892. 1892? That was, that was the information that we found. Mm-hmm. How do you know that's correct? You well, yeah, internet's always right. <laughs> internet never lies. Um, that, that depends if it's internal combustion. Yeah, it was, it was gas. It, it, it was yeah, gas. that was gas. Yes, it was okay. a gas engine. Yeah. See, I don't deal with them. I know. Yeah. I was going to say. So when, so when was the first steam engine need out? Because I don't know. 60s. Is 60s. that accurate? Okay. Okay. And you know, I asked you. We were talking about this earlier. So we were trying to debate and not just having a conversation about why things went from steam to gasoline, and then obviously diesel. We were kind of under the impression that it was for convenience more than anything. But you have you have more knowledge than we ever will. You come up. Next or two weeks, so that's 110 degrees, and get on that steam engine, and I don't even have to answer you. Okay. You'll know exactly why okay. you got away from that. Okay. Plus, uh, steam engine takes approximately three to four hours every morning before it's ready to run. Okay. 
takes approximately three to four hours after you're done to shut it down. Okay. Okay. So it's not that you just turn a key on or you right. put up a flywheel. Also, uh, a steam engine or they're extremely heavy. Okay. And after they broke the prairies, right. You couldn't do much anymore with them because they would go instead of going on top of the ground, they would go through the ground. Mm. Is that right? So at secondary tillage, they were no good. I see. So just thrashing and sawmilling, and of course the railroad used them extensively. Sure. Uh, that's all they were good for, and uh, there's nothing more efficient than steam. The railroads will even tell you that the railroads got out of them because of the cost factor. Gotcha. They were so high in maintenance they could not keep affordable. To, to see gotcha. Okay. Well, that, good information. Good information. How many tractors are used in the U.S. each year? Over or under 5 million? I don't want to say over 5 million. It's under 4.2. That's a lot. A lot, a lot of tractors. tractors. That's a lot of tractors. Uh, here's, here's a funny. I just think about that. I'm like, man. That is a lot of tractors. That's a lot yeah. of tractors. In nineteen or a nineteen thirteen case thirty sixty was the most expensive antique tractor sold. It sold for over or under one point two million dollars. I watched that thing. It was over. It was. It was. We got one point four seven. Very good. Very yep. good. Yeah. Yep. I think that was yeah, in what twenty 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 one. It was. It was fairly recent. Yeah. It was last year. Was it last year? Two. Okay. Yeah. That was. That was interesting. A tractor worth one point four million dollars. It's a lot of money. I wish I could find one of those. It takes two people. Yeah. So, oh, absolutely. It, it's that's right. It's not the guy with the money. It's the other guy with the money too, right? Absolutely. Uh, last one. The average cost of a tractor in nineteen fifty, over or under a thousand dollars. Nineteen fifty. Nineteen fifty. Fifty. That would have been. I'd have to add the old. How many thousand dollars? Yeah, it said the average was around thirty five hundred. Somewhere between two and five. So, yeah. But, well, Bill, we appreciate you Absolutely. coming out here and talking with us. And, yeah, a lot of great information. And the uh, the tractor pull, it starts when? Not tractor pull, but the, the steam and gas engine show, it starts when? So, we start Friday the, what, 23rd? Friday, I, I believe that is accurate. So, Friday the 23rd. And uh, it'll start with breakfast, 6 in the morning. And that Lady Ox does a great breakfast. Yep. And, uh... By all, of course, weather depends on everything, but by all uh, things we have seen, this should be a record-setting show. should be the largest show we've ever had. Uh, and that's saying a lot because you've had some big shows. We've got tons of exhibits, new exhibits, tons of uh, new things. Uh, those who haven't been up there, we've got a brand new uh, Lionel train display. I don't know if you've seen that. Mm-hmm. Uh Complete post-war Lionel train display. They built a station inside the museum, and it's 100% uh, Lionel trains. Is that right? And it is just neater than get out. We have the largest, I think, in the world model engine display. Wow. And these are little gas engines that uh, this man has built. And they are exactly like the big gas engines, but just little. Is that right? And I believe we have the uh, Lloyd Wilhite built all these, and it's just Absolutely remarkable. That's that's neat. Uh, I could go on long. Encourage everybody to come out. This is our main uh, fundraising deal. 
uh, difference between our club and a lot of other clubs, we keep our grounds open 365 days a year. Mm -hmm. So we have to pay liability insurance. Well, and I mean, oh, yeah, a lot of kids go out there on field yes. trips. I mean, there's a lot that you guys do. I mean, you know, you do the, the show every year, which is your big deal, but you do a lot of stuff throughout the year, too. For birthdays, we have weddings, we have everything. The trains run for birthdays, no charge. They'll just come out and run them. But, That's yeah, awesome. This is our, this is our main uh, fundraiser. We need everybody support. And it takes a lot of money to put on this show. Well, it's yeah, I mean, it's it's $10 a ticket for adults. I think kids are free. Uh, $15 for three days. Yeah, so, I mean, it's absolutely, especially for the, the amount, the, what you get for the money going out there. I mean, it's it's a heck of a show. So, I encourage everybody watching. If you've never checked it out, go check it out for the first time. Um, and if if you've been there before, go back because it is it is wonderful. Absolutely, uh, we want to thank Bill again for coming on with thank us. You so much. We appreciate your support very very much. We, we appreciate this very much. Absolutely, and we will be back on Tailgate TV. As people, we are in need first and foremost of a savior. Though not nearly as much as a savior, we are in need of community, community to lift us up, to rejoice alongside, to weep with, and to be ministered to in whatever walk of life we are in. At Emmanuel Baptist Church, we are not the perfect church for the perfect person, but we are the church of the perfect Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. Verse by verse, book by book preaching, contemporary worship, and multiple generations under one roof. We hope you'll join us sometime at Emmanuel Baptist Church, 10 o'clock Sunday mornings, 801 West Dakota Street, Butler, Missouri. Welcome to Tailgate TV, where we have some really exciting guests here today. We're getting ready to talk about the Rich Hill 4th of July. And if you don't know, which you probably do, Rich Hill is famous for the 4th. And so here in studio today, we have the president and vice president of the Rich Hill 4th of July committee, Natalie Platt and Billy Humble. So we're so glad to have you guys here today. Thank you. We uh, will jump straight into some questions. And as we sit, I mean, I know ever since I've been in Bates County, uh, Rich Hill's been going on with the fourth for a long time, and we were kind of looking over some some stuff, some information gathering before we had you guys in, and it looks like this has been going on for a long time. Do y'all know kind of when this started, how long this has been going on, and then how long have you guys been involved in it? Actually, the Fourth of July celebration of Rich Hill is pretty much, as far as we know, we call it 1881. Oh, wow, because uh, <laughs> I mean, because that's the town was actually founded on July 8th of 1880. So the uh, next 1881 year, 1881 was the but, but and we've kind of tossed around. We don't have any actual historical facts of it. That that's why it's always been a multi-day celebration. That in the beginning, that it wasn't maybe Fourth of July slash you know the anniversary of the town being founded. Interesting. It's always kind of been my theory behind it because it's as long as we know and as long as my grandparents knew. So literally as long as Rich Hill's been a town, exactly. this has been a thing. Yeah. That's yeah. that's pretty amazing. So how long have you guys been involved uh, in doing this? I started helping out with the co-ed sand volleyball tournament like okay. in 2007, six, somewhere along in there. And then I joke around, I showed up to the wrong meeting in 2007. <laughs> and I hear that <laughs> So uh, since then, so it's been a while. But uh, a lot of pressure comes with that whenever you know this is a thing that's been going on since 1881 and you hear your parents and your grandparents growing up talking about, well, all these crowds, all these crowds, all these crowds. And uh, there was a time whenever things just kind of dwindled some and then all that pressure coming in, like, what are we going to do to make this big again? And, uh, you know, a lot of sweat went into that. I can't even describe it well and it seems that it's it's done well i mean it, it does seem like it's come back i don't know when exactly you're talking about it dwindling but it seems like the last couple of times i've been out there 
I mean, there's a crowd. Yeah. A big one. We had a bad year with a flood. Was it 2007 mm. or six? The road closed. Yeah, the road yeah. 71 or 49 closed north of Rich Hill, and it was hard for anybody to get there. And that was a really rough year. And then the carnival's like, well, we're not coming back. It's going to be this way. And that getting a carnival that's safe and reliable is a whole other can of worms. So, yeah. Anyway, off we started with working, trying to raise money. Interesting. Um, now, how many people? So, we have you two here. How many people, I mean, is go into putting this on? How many people are on the committee? What what goes into this? There are eight to ten pretty steady full time members that put a lot of work and just tons and tons of volunteers around the time help with fireworks stand, uh, help with fundraising dinners, um, you know, and other things we do during the year for the community. So, uh, I mean, I mean, it is a There is a lot of community involved in it. Gotcha. So does each? You say eight to ten. Are each of those? I mean, does everybody kind of have their own little interest, like? This is your job. This is your job. Or is it pretty much we're just all going to work together to do these these things or a little bit of both? A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes and no. Yeah. As it's progressed over the years, I think some of us have gone and I'm going to do this and you'll do that. And she does this or he does that. And we've all kind of figured out what we have time for and what we're good at and what we can make work. And then we all come together and just make it happen. But it seriously takes the whole town because I feel like there's a lot of patience with Downtown being shut down for an entire week, even though people think that there's not much there. There really is several businesses oh, yeah. down there and just the street closures for the parade and and for various other activities that we have. So, you know, it takes a little time. Mm. It does. And it seems like the whole town comes behind it. And I mean, oh, it's it, famous for the fourth. I mean, the whole town embraces it. You see it when you drive down. I think is the, the, the banner up now, I think, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. yeah the banner went up pretty early this year. <laughs> That's what we all kind of just... Go, okay, it's happening. It's, it's real. <laughs> it's right. this, is, this is really happening. I, I was looking over some of the reviews on your old Facebook page, and one oh, of the yeah, things this was that struck me was, um, and one lady uh, said that she'd been going to this since 1960s, mm -hmm. right? But one of the, the biggest things that struck me was very family oriented, very family friendly. You know, the kids love it. And that, uh, not only obviously celebrating our country, but to bring that family, family atmosphere to people and have people get together. That's, that's got to be just a feather in y'all's cap. It, we really strive to keep it all family oriented. I mean, there's tons of things that you could do for fundraisers and things that, and you know, that just, we just, we focus every year on just keeping everything famous. Yeah. That's awesome. It, well, it's, it's nice to have that because there are, you know, in, in this area, there are other places that you can go and do other things and it's great to have the variety. So to have a place that does create that particular atmosphere. Um, I mean, it's, it's just, it's nice to have, and it's nice to have that variety. Um, what, what goes into this? I mean, this, <laughs> and, 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 and I mean, I, I know we could probably do a, a four hour show on that. Um, but I mean, is this something that like, Hey, come August, you're starting to plan next year's or you've already started planning next year's. I mean, how much work and time really goes into putting this on? I don't think we've ever sat down and figured out the man hours, but uh, I mean, we, we have a meeting, we have a post fourth meeting at the end of July um, and kind of just assess how things went, maybe things, why things are fresh on our mind, 
uh, of what we may want to try next year. Uh, we do usually take August off, mm -hmm. and then we start in September. Start so in eleven months out of the year, you're in Fourth of July mode. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and sometimes we're kind of already on a five-year plan of what we think we might right. want to do, yeah. just because of the way the dates fall. Sure. To like, you know, next year we'll start with the Fourth of July. This year we're ending with the Fourth of July. You know, so it's just every year's something. But now we've been through all the years together, the same group, so we know what to expect. So we've got it figured out. We well, think for now. <laughs> always a good idea to have short-term goals and then you know long-term goals. That's 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 really smart on y'all's part. And, Again, not that you need my validation, but it, it's just, in every committee I've been on, right? You have to do that. And, yeah. and that just, and I love what you said about uh, fresh on your mind because, you know, as time goes, boy, if I go to sleep, I may not remember it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So having that stop and going, hey, this was a little bit of a road bump here. We need to work on this. That, again, really, really smart. And I think that's why it's been so successful because y'all do it the right way. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we talk about that, and I keep I think we keep talking about how many people show up and how big this event is. Uh, and, and I know we don't have specifics, but do you have any general idea how many people actually show up to these events? Uh, for the concert, we've decided like two to five thousand. You okay. know, every year we kind of ask the manager; they'll they'll ask me how many we think or how many they think. They're really good, I think, at eyeballing crowds for sure. us, especially yeah, sure. with the way. Everything is in the park. Oh, yeah. Because right. everybody's spread out. Yeah. I mean, and that's one thing I appreciate, too, and not to get sidetracked here, but when I've been to those concerts, it's, I mean, you get that many people there. And then what you think, oh, it's a small area, small town, but it's really not. I mean, you're not crowded. You're not cramped. I mean, it's it's still an enjoyable experience. Yeah. Yeah. We like to hear that, too, because I, I, you can still walk through. Yeah. You know? yeah. You're not stuck in a mosh pit. I mean, right. it's not. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. When you get when you really get up there, that's a big park. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, you, and, and beautiful park. You know, it, it, yeah. and it is, yes. But I mean, you know, it's two blocks by two blocks. I know it's round, but I mean it's it's a lot of square footage there. So you can cram a lot more people than you think in there. Back to the park though, mm -hmm. and when it started and they had the original Fourth of July celebration, they mm -hmm. would haul in limbs from down by the river for shade because there were no trees in the park. Right. So over time, they planted those trees. So people knew, I mean, maybe they predicted how big it would be. Yeah. It was big back then, but just people coming in on the trains and everything to celebrate it. So they planted all these trees. Imagine like knowing how long that's going to take for those trees. That we that's an investment. So much yeah. now and how huge they are. And we have this huge canopy of shade and how lucky we are for that. You know, that they, they did that. They were so dedicated to have that celebration. Yeah. They hauled in limbs. You know, and that is something that Bart McClary back home has told us that he found in some of the writings. He's kind of our local historian. And uh, I was just like, man. So yeah, that's dedicated. fascinating. You know, we thought, you know, it's hot. And then we, I think about that story every year when I when I get a little feeling sorry for myself when I'm exhausted. That's long term. <laughs> like, yeah, right yeah that's not. I yeah. get hot in one shade. I run to the academy and, and buy me a, you know, a shade tent. <laughs> but, uh, um, so the big event, I mean, obviously you do multiple big events, but I feel like the one big pull every year is the concert, the free concert. And you've had, I mean, we were just looking over the last 10 years. I mean, you've had some big names out there. And I don't know if, if, if you can say or not, but we're kind of curious, what's been y'all's favorite concert to watch out there? If, or if you can pick it, if you can pick a favorite. <laughs> for, for me, I mean, honestly, it was Neil McCoy because, uh, you know, everybody kind of, jokingly and non-jokingly goes oh it must be nice to sit up there behind the bandstand during the concert it's like no you can really come up there because it 
it's not all that great. Yeah. You know, the acoustics, everything's designed to go out front. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, we're back there for security and everything else. And Neil was one that we actually took the time to go around front, be right up front with him and, you know, and mm-hmm. really got to enjoy that. And so just the whole experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Billy's got his beer goggles on. So I <laughs> had to go for that there, there, might, there, there might have actually been... I think Lit actual beer goggles <laughs> <laughs> that we bought just specifically for that. Yeah, Maggie was what two or three, and she's out there dancing with us too. So yeah, we so. we did make time for that one. I think that may be the only one we've gone out there. Uh, it, it is. You so know, I, I guess I guess we're pulling you hundred yeah. ways oh. and things that you have to do before the band leaves town, and there's so much that goes into that that you know you you don't enjoy it the way that the community does. I mean, no, it, it's a different perspective. Yeah. So that's why sometimes after it's all over, if uh, we, if the manager says, hey, you guys need to come see our show. We're going to be in so-and-so two hours away. Come see us and they'll give us free tickets or tell us to come and then we'll try to make those. And you're like, finally, we get to actually listen yeah. to the music now. Yes, well, go to somebody like, else's event. Yeah, interesting. I, <laughs> I, I guess you never think about it that way. but I, I think mine was probably, well, the first one, Confederate Railroad, because, it, you know, it happened, you know, mm-hmm. and just getting over that hump and getting them there and knowing that all the electricity worked in the bandstand, right. like all these little things right. we didn't know. Before we got a big band in there, I mean, all the power they would pull and all the people getting in there and how that would go over. And then, you know, the day with Lori Morgan was fabulous. I mean, her and her son were so much fun. I would totally nice. have them every year. But uh, <laughs> that was a good day. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so, ton of events. And uh, we will put a link to all of the events. Uh, and we're showing them on the screen now if you want to check them out. But we're not going to go through every one of them because we don't have, you know, six hours to do so. But kind of hitting some of the high points, I know you did say um, on the baby contest, have a, a new sponsor that you're happy to have on. So I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that. I think Bold Daisy's helping to, to bring the baby contest to uh, poss- make it possible. Yeah. Swoops Drive-In had sponsored the baby contest for like 40 years. And wow. So that's a long time. Linda and Don Swope, uh, the owners of Swopes, were on the committee for years and years and years and made a lot of things happen. And uh, so they've reached retirement age now. And uh, so Bold Daisy Boutique with Angie Thompson and Hannah Thompson are going to take that over. Uh, awesome. Same rules as the past. Dress your baby's cute. I've seen some really cute outfits from them. Oh, yeah, I've always seen old. the pictures. Yeah. Even when I don't make it out there, they do a good job of getting yeah. all the pictures all over Facebook. And People are very creative. Oh, yeah. Yes. They can make their baby even cuter. Uh, so, awesome. uh, yeah, dress them up up to 18 months old, and, and they're taking over this year. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, that's sponsor. awesome. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun that even though Swopes, as you said, was such a staple too, that you can find other people that are willing to step up. And again, yeah, uh, that's that's a well. When you think of Rachel, you think of Swopes Drive In too. So, Absolutely, you know, it just kind of went together. I think they had a didn't they have the diaper derby at one time where they crawled along there? <laughs> Linda's really creative yeah, with all kinds. She's really creative with all kinds of events. They've had a float in the parade for years and years. Um, so they're, they've been in the community very involved for a long time. The members only. Yeah. That is, if I'm, if I'm remembering this correctly, an eighties band. So what, what can you tell us about that? That sounds exciting. They are a very fun group. They're very popular. Uh, we usually don't bring even on the, the off nights, bring groups back a second, you know, year after year, we try to do Mm -hmm. something different, but They were so popular. I mean, we were having requests that night to, to bring them back. So this and is we were lucky to get, yes. So this is a bring back. They've been. Yeah. They've been okay. They I wasn't aware of that. Year. Gotcha. They're so the first back to back we've had in quite a while. Upon her, to mix it up. Okay. Sure. Yeah. 
by request, it sounds like too. Yeah. By, oh yeah. Very much so. <laughs> we we get we get pulled aside at the grocery store at the gas station. Or oh, oh, I'm sure. Messages, you know, this, 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 and we. I mean, we appreciate all of it. So yeah. We, you know, that we took to heart. So well, this is going to help. We'll uh, we'll put your phone number down at the bottom for everybody. <laughs> yeah, right. It's already out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> any any Fourth of July request, contact Natalie. Um, so for the the piano man, I think we were chatting a little bit about that. Uh, the piano man that you have coming, and it sounds like he does some pretty interesting stuff as well. Um, yeah. Some yeah. of the stuff he does, uh, if you want to elaborate on that, Elton John, is, Billy Joel, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. He brings his piano. He lights it on fire. He's oh, very wow. entertaining. Uh, we saw him at Missouri Fairs and Festivals back in January, and we just we were all in there. We have to have him. We have to book this guy. And so, made it happen. Yes. So he will be here. Nice. On Sunday, July 2nd. Sunday, July 2nd. Go check out the Piano Man. Now, one thing that has changed, um, I think the 5K um, has been at a different time in the past. Uh, it's going to be in the morning now. Is that correct? Yeah, the 5K, it used to be the opening night or the night before everything opened with the carnival. Now it's going to be Saturday morning, maybe a little bit cooler because it's, you know, that time of year, it's just hot. All evening. So and it's, it's a 5K. Yeah. You can walk it, run it, dance it, whatever you want to do. It's a lot of fun. So a good way to get out and get some exercise that morning. We, we always did it as a, you know, we really didn't have a sponsor on it. So it was a night that all of us could kind of get down there and help and do it. Uh, and we do it as a glow run. We mm -hmm. did a zombie hunt. We've done several right. things. But, you know, now that uh, Muscle Brigade and Old Barn Print Shop have taken it over, they're kind of. Do it, putting their own twist on it, which is great. They're going to do absolutely. It's going to be like a foam run, a foam run this yeah. year. Okay. So yeah, yeah, it should be really, really sounds exciting. exciting. Yeah, yeah. fun. Um, the entertainers. So you know, we've we've hit on some of them, um, but there's there's also some just going down this list here. I uh, didn't know if there was any that you wanted to kind of highlight or jump on. I mean, obviously the big name this year, Mark Chestnut. Uh, but just looking through this. There's there's quite a handful of entertainers that you have coming out. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this is the most jam packed schedule we've had ever since we've been doing this. Oh, I mean, there okay. there's a lot going on. Of course, it's five nights. The way the schedule falls, and you have to have a weekend in there and make carnival happy. And uh -huh. so, you know, um, Left to Center is a local band. Uh, we have a ritual uh, person on there, and then uh, some guys out of Nevada. So they'll they'll do a good job. They sing a lot of different genres okay. july 2nd after the piano man and then you know on the fourth uh the fourth is kind of one of those days everybody gets together and grills or barbecues at their house or whatever sure. so we try to bring people back into the park because our vendors are still you know they're open. still there they're still there they still need support the food boost everything so we saw um phil vandell and his band and i've shared a link on the facebook page they, i mean he's great which well, song is it that he sings is, does For, the bon jovi i mean yeah yeah okay. one better alive and he rolls into several but no he he's amazing his entire band um yeah. i really hope that 18 year old kid <laughs> yeah. 19 year old kid comes with him that yeah. is a magnificent guitar player really. yes. yeah that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's from St. Joe, Phyllis. Okay, so he'll be coming down from there. And then before that, we have a group out of Arkansas. They're the Heartland Dueling Pianos. Before them at six, might have so. to check those out. We've yeah. never had a dueling piano group there, um, so that should be something new. But any anything from ever done, ever, if anybody's ever seen a dueling piano, they're always very oh. entertaining. They're a yeah. riot, you know. Yes. Well, and anything from Arkansas <laughs> is, is pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty. Yes. Yeah. It's usually fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I was going with it. 
<laughs> Shoes are not required. Go ahead. No, no. Crocs are acceptable um, as long as they're in four wheel drive. But uh, one thing that amazes me, and it's anytime I think about the fourth, this is where my mind, or the, you know, the Rich Hill fourth, it's kind of funny because when you say the fourth, automatically you think Rich Hill. Um, you really do. But when, when I think of the Rich Hill fourth, the pie auction, I mean, it's, it's literally in the Guinness Book of World Record. I mean, it, the the most expensive pie ever sold came out of there, and I think it was what was it thirty thirty one thirty one hundred officially yes, and it, that record has now been broken. But we have actually okay. broken it multiple times since. Then. Oh, okay. So what do you know the current record then? Do you know know that? I think the current record is actually, if I remember right, is Japanese, and it's like fourteen thousand dollars. Oh, oh wow! Yeah. Okay. But we've had five or we've had five and six thousand dollar pies. Okay, so, wow. Uh, Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it, it is. It's incredible. I mean, Tailgate uh, TV is going to start having a pie option. <laughs> yeah. Well, like Natalie said, you know, when we first started out, it was, you know, basically we had to prove to the community that we were going to yes. do, mm-hmm. you know, work Chiefs games, work Wells games, hot dog nights, <sighs> uh, you know, or dollar so hot dog nights. Hot and yes, you know, 95 degrees out and, and yeah. yeah, just the smell. But, you know, after two or three years of proving that we were going to, that we could pull this concert off and, and maintain this, you know, then we started seeing, not that we didn't have support before, but, you know. People are weary at first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, we had to yeah. you know. Sure. But, I, I mean, it, it just started, I mean, the first time we hit $10,000 pie auction, we just couldn't believe it. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah. just the community support, everybody awesome. coming out, and then. And now you've almost got $10,000 on one pie. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, then awesome. it grew to twenty, then it grew to thirty, and I just, yeah. you know, I keep saying every year, I'm like, you know, eventually it's, you know, we just have to prepare, you know, eventually it's going to mm-hmm. lose its momentum. But it, it, I mean, it, it just astounds me how the, how the community just keeps supporting it. Yeah. When Jerry, Mumaw, no, when, when Jerry Mumaw bought that pie and I went over that night, of course, it was, you know, it was a world record. Yes. Night, Larry Hacker had talked to him about it and we all were aware. I went over there and I gave him a big hug and I'm like, thank you. I hope we never have to sell hot dogs again. Because <laughs> a lot of people, you guys probably might not know, but back like 10 to 15 years ago, a lot of local organizations in the area would go work Kansas City Royals games sure. to make some money. Yeah. So um, what people don't know is how much that is not very much fun at all. It's it's a, a lot, It's a 12-hour day, sometimes 15-hour mm. day. Um, you know, we worked a lot of buck nights because that's when we made our most money. Of course, those are the hot nights. Those are Friday nights. You're just slammed. I think we sold like 5,000 hot dogs one night. Right. You know, and, and you get back in town at 3.30 in the morning. Right. Well, and you take eight to ten three. people and you're making $600 for the night. Right? Yeah. I mean, so it's... Yeah. Is, right. is it really worth it? it right. Well, I mean, it, it was to get... Sure, it, yeah. yeah. To get it started. Right. But yeah. But yeah, it was... It, but, uh, Effort for the money. Absolutely. Yeah. We had a, we had several nights over a thousand dollars, but it took that and then we did the Royals and then we went to the Chiefs when they before Patrick Mahomes. Before I mean there was this is when the stadium looked empty even though it was sold out. Um yeah, we, we worked a there works. too. And uh it, you know, we never if we went now, I don't know if they still do it, but I mean I'm sure you make a killing if you were a group up there, but uh yeah. Back then it wasn't so <laughs> so we did that for two years. You know, so that's well, and the other that is work. The other big fundraiser that you do is the fireworks stand. Yeah. So when is that? 
when is that starting? When are the fireworks being sold? Where can where can people get them at? What can you tell us about that? We want people to go buy your fireworks. In Rich Hill, we can we actually get to sell a full two weeks. We start okay. on June twentieth. Okay. Um, and we can sell actually on like next year we can actually sell further than that. But um, yeah, we'll start June twentieth. We're in our uh, used to be the Lions Club building. Fourth of July now has that building right there at Fifth and Park, okay. the south side of the road. Um, yeah, and we've got. Matter of fact, we're going to load <laughs> four thousand go pounds of fireworks <laughs> tomorrow. So, yeah. Yeah. so for all of your fireworks need, go yeah, down, absolutely. go down to Ritz Hill in the old Lions Club building, yeah. and uh, all volunteers, you know, the fourth committee, but other people in the community. That's how they give back to us. They come and they help, and they spend hours in there selling fireworks for us, and all that money gets thrown back into the celebration or things that all the pyroxen money always goes to the entertainment, always. Mm-hmm. But with the fireworks, we use some of that money. To put the sidewalks in, in the bandstand and kind of fix it up a little bit that we needed to do. Um, so it all goes back into Ritz Hill. It goes oh, back absolutely. into the community. Yeah. yeah. And one thing, you know, if it does rain, I'll come with, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be sad if it did this year. Um, hopefully it doesn't rain things out. But we had, I don't, uh, there's another thing that we did. We had to go get all these pieces of plywood. Mm-hmm. And it took an extra four hours to basically unload. I forget which band that was. It was raining. Uh, Little Texas was one of them. And then we had to do it again for somebody else. I think I was pregnant then. It yeah. may- and uh, it was just, it took so much extra time. We're laying all the plywood because all that equipment that comes in there is so heavy. And it has to come around the front. And then they raise up the, the lights. And, you know, so as soon as we could save us some money to put those sidewalks in. I mean, it just goes so fast now. It's so much oh, easier. Yeah. We're getting older and people don't realize how much money things cost yeah. and so you know it it takes quite a bit to be able to put on the production that you guys put on down there mm-hmm. i mean i want to say something about the building so i'm assuming inside is where you have fireworks and it's air conditioned absolutely so yes. if you want to go buy fireworks on a hot day Go to an air-conditioned building is the place to go. I know a place. Yes. Yes. Very nice. Um, We got a fun little ending segment. Um, (laughs) Would you rather? We have four questions in front of me. And uh, I I don't know how y'all want to do this. We can either take turns with the answer and we can can have a general uh, consensus. (laughs) Um, Would you rather grill burgers or grill hot dogs? <laughs> All I think about is cooking for the band. Right. <laughs> I, yeah. we were doing it in the rain. Was that burgers, <laughs> burgers and hot dogs at the same time? Blackstone and at 10 a.m. You know, that's when you put pancakes on there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, they wanted lunch. Yeah, <laughs> thirty burgers and I don't know how many hot dogs. Yeah, no, for me, burgers. Uh, good man. Yeah, yeah good, good man. Choice. Over charcoal. Yes. yes, good choice. That's the best way. I like I like gas, but if I'm cooking a burger, yep. it's on charcoal. Um, a fireworks show or an outdoor concert? Ooh, fireworks every time. Okay. okay. I'm a true Rich Hill girl. That's I'll a fireworks that's every time. Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> I'm boomers. Yes. I'd be loud boomers. Yep. Well, <laughs> on, on that same note of fireworks, sparklers or Roman candles? Oh, Roman candles. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was an easy one. We, we decided to ask it, but that, yeah, should have been no contest. Last one. On track with the the pies, would you rather a fruit pie or a cream pie? Oh, fruit pie. Fruit pie. Okay. Fruit pie. Good choice again. And you can buy one if you come down. You can buy one at the pie auction. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Guaranteed to be good. I have heard that. And I I have talked to some people who have bought some pies in there. I've never gotten one myself, but they 
I hear they're pretty. Are pretty we doing m- the slices again this year? I would say that we probably will. Yeah. That's, uh, we we kind of did started that on a whim because we had several of us that, or several that buy more pies than you know what to do with. Um, <laughs> or like, hey, let's just grab a table and threw it up along the side of the sidewalk, and you've got two, three thousand dollar pies there, and you're selling them for ten dollars a slice. You know, uh, just because it does help some that you know want to contribute, but. Mm-hmm. Of course, you yeah, know, and sure. just take that money. And some people just want to taste a ten thousand dollar pie. Uh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Well, the sad story about the world record pie is it was so hot that day, and I think that's before before we started judging in the basement of the Methodist Church. You know, we're so thankful they let us use their building that when Jerry got his pie home, it was spoiled. So Jerry oh. had to make him another one. <laughs> I want to know. I saw a picture. Of what kind? A strawberry rhubarb pretzel pie, no. wasn't it? No. No, it was the banana. Yes. It was a banana pretzel crust. That is. Kara's going to beat you. Is it? But it was had pretzels. I thought yeah, it, it had rhubarb. Yeah, but it was banana. banana. The, strawberry, the strawberry rhubarb was the year before. That was the one that went okay, over that's 2000. The, that's, that's the one, one that started oil. it. Okay. Yes. That's and the then, one that started it. Yes. And, Jared, I should know exactly what the pie is, but it was a, basically a banana pie with a pretzel crust. Really? We're going to need samples <laughs> at some point. I think that would be, yeah. Just so we, you know, know what we're talking about. Yeah. Forty nine just, just for research. Some flowers. Right. Yep. Talk to Jara. We will love it. We will have to she do that. She is a very good pie baker. Uh, yes. Oh, that whole family is great. Like at Jara's wedding, even they, she didn't. She had pies. Love Not it. cake. Love it. Pies. Love Total it. ritual girl. Yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. Well. We want to thank you guys for coming and chatting with us. Uh, we've really appreciated your time. We think we've learned a lot and had a good time. And we want to thank you all for watching. We're going to be back on Tailgate TV. Welcome back to Tailgate TV, where we're getting ready to do one of our favorite segments, thing we do every episode is called tailgate picks me and brad sit around and we pick three of our favorite things we each pick three and in honor of the holidays coming up and the episode we're having what are we picking on this episode brad this week one of my favorite picks by the way fireworks love them love fireworks and again we're going to uh tents and same the same places y'all buy your fireworks now again there are different Brand names for fireworks. We're not necessarily getting into that. Just the types of fireworks and the names of the of the fireworks that we enjoy. Absolutely. And so we'll jump straight into it. And this is not something we're going to be catching each other's reactions as we have not went over our picks with each other. But my number three pick, we're going to reverse order here, is smoke bombs. I mean, they don't they don't make a big boom. They're not super fancy. But just I love to see that smoke rolling, especially at night. You know, got some lights on it. It's just pretty. It is. It, it's. They're a lot of fun. I enjoy. And again, when I was a kid, you know, you had the little balls, and now you got grenades. Oh yeah. And you got. Humans. I mean, all kind. And, and they last a long. I was gonna say time. you could you could go five. I mean, you go inside and wake up in the morning and well, something's on fire. Yeah. Sometimes stuff is on <laughs> yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah, you might want to be well be careful about that. Yeah, I've got a story. My oldest son was uh, out in the yard shooting off. Uh, uh, smoke bombs. Okay. And uh, I told him, I said, now, listen, after you light those and the smoke diminishes, mm-hmm. 
where while they're going, they're hot. They and stay they, warm for a minute. Yes, they do. And, and so don't touch them. Uh, I said, if you want to get, you know, get them out of the way, kick them or something, but don't touch them. Well, make sure you have shoes on yeah, when you right. kick them out of the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Still toe not required, but not <laughs> some kind of toe. Not, not, not barefoot. Yeah. Not the Arkansas kick. That's right. Um, so he comes inside, and you could tell right when he came inside that there was something not right. Yeah. And uh, I said, You okay? And he goes, I'm just going to the bathroom. So he goes in, and I just hear him run the water in there. He didn't want to admit that he no. had done what you told well, him not I to do. I think he thought. If I if he burned himself, then I wouldn't let him shoot any more off. Gotcha. And he didn't want to give up fireworks. No, he just—he's going to grin and bear it. Well, he comes back through, and when he was coming back through the house, he had a little tears in his eyes, and I said, "You know what's going on?" And he, I burned myself, and you know all that. And uh, I said, "Well, what happened?" Well, what had happened was he had thrown a, a, a smoke bomb, which you're not supposed to do. He's supposed to lay on the ground, then light him. But he had thrown one, and the smoke was going into the grass because it was landed down. Yeah, and so he was trying to turn it over to get smoke, and it burned him good. He had a mm. couple of pretty good little blisters on his fingers, and so my wife Jackie, she was good enough to go in there, and she got him a little baggie full of ice so he could keep his fingers cool. You know, well we watch him, and he's and he puts the bag of ice over by a tree. And he would go over to light another one. And if it wouldn't light, you know, because sometimes uh, smoke bombs can be tough to light with, with a punk. Oh, yeah. And he'd run back over. And, and if it wouldn't light quickly, he'd run back over and grab that bag, hold his fingers on to cool them down. Then he'd run back over and try to light it again. It was pretty funny. That but, explains why anytime I do fireworks at your house, I always see a bag of ice sitting on the side. <laughs> at least one. Yeah. Yes. We keep that cooler ready for that. But really, uh, really good pick, though. I love smoke bombs. Oh, yeah. uh, such a fun thing. My number three pick, and again, I kind of went away from the rules a little bit, and I decided Where's I was going to pick... rule followers around here, Brad? <laughs> I was going to pick two for my number three. So I really have four picks, but these kind of kind of, kind of on the same lines that you were okay. talking about, but kind of not. One is dynamite sticks. Okay. About a foot long, maybe, maybe, maybe 15, 16 inches long. You light them, you throw them, and they just pop like crazy. So much fun. Love those things. We always buy a little... They come in little rounds of about six or eight at a, okay. at a time, and you can buy. So we buy one at least one of those a year. Love those. Um, all the kids love them. Um, well, and you talk about trauma. I... I uh... <laughs> My mother, they, they weren't the dynamite sticks, but they're very similar. They're the, uh, I think Madcap makes them, but they're those red. I mean, they're, they're the same things. You know, they're a strip of, of crackers. Right. And you light them and pop, 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 pop. And my mother would always get those in the two, three o'clock in the morning. Right. If you're watching this, mom, I still have nightmares about this. <laughs> but she would, you know, I'd be seven, eight years old. She'd light them outside my window. I'd jump out of bed screaming. I'd been shot. Right. And uh, she just, she thought it was the funniest thing. So well, I, I've never been a fan of those. Isn't it amazing? This is a sidebar here. Isn't it amazing that when you start talking about fireworks, there's always stories. There's always, and that's that's what's so great about them. And that's what you know. Last last month we had Matt on talking about the fireworks right. show they do up at Adrian. And he said, you know, it's kind of hard to to justify doing it, but at the same time, you sit and you listen to people that have these. And you know, we talk about people that oh, we used to go to this show. We used to go to this show. You know, the Fourth of July show, which we've heard a lot about today. Right. I mean. The, we're creating memories with Absolutely. these. And you, you can't put a price on that. <laughs> no, you really can't. Now, some fireworks stands will try. Yes. They, uh, 
Yeah, they don't mind putting a price tag. No, no. But my second number three pick, if that's maybe my three B. Okay, three A, three B. And this is mainly because I'm a grandfather. Okay. But my kids loved them. My grandkids' child loves them. Is parachutes. Love parachutes. Okay. They, I, I enjoy so much seeing the little kids run after them trying to catch them as they fall into the oh, sky yeah. or fall out of the sky. And, of course, you know, they end up in trees. They end up in your gutters. They end up all over the place. You'll find them for months on end afterwards. Because it's a project. Everywhere. Yeah, it is. And it's the it's the gift that keeps on giving. Love but those. But I love uh, uh, parachutes a lot. And, again, you know, uh, they have a battalion. I think it's called a battalion. I think it shoots like 100 off at a time. And, boy, they are everywhere. Oh, yeah. A lot of fun. Enjoy oh, yeah. those a lot. Um, my number two pick. And this, to me, is kind of a pregame firework. Okay. This is this is a firework you're going to shoot all throughout the day, getting ready for the big shows. Okay. But the Roman candles. Love Roman candles. I mean, you sit there, you hold them, or you don't. I don't. I don't know the protocol on those. Right. Right. <laughs> but you, you light those Roman candles off, and you get a nice little show. But they're easy. They're cheap. Absolutely. And like I said, to me, it's a pregame firework. It is, and it gets you ready. Absolutely, it gets you. It gets you. Oh man, that's pretty. I want to see a bigger one. Absolutely. And then you wait till the night comes. You go to one of these shows. You go to Rich Hill, and you watch a Roman Candle times thirty, which is essentially what the big ones are. Absolutely. I mean, and I will say, as you mentioned, Rich Hill. You know, we are really blessed in this county. We have, oh, yeah, a couple of, and really three really good fireworks shows. Obviously. One's not going to happen this year, but the other two, the Adrian one and the Rich Hill one, great, great shows. Been to both of them. have enjoyed both of them. Bates County, you know, Rich Hill, as we've talked about, being famous for the fourth, but Bates County in general yes. does a pretty good job they do. Uh, celebrating the fourth. A lot of, lot, of, lot of fun. My number two pick, and this one is more for me. Okay. The, the so we went grandkids. Yeah, went the grandkids, went the went the traumatizing Cody route already. Right, Brad always likes to do. Obviously, so much fun. But uh, one bad mother-in-law. That hey. dude is a five hundred gram cake, and again, it's a little pricey. But again, I like cake. They're they're all are a little expensive nowadays. Everything is. But boy, do you get a lot for the bucks you're going to spend? You light it once. Uh, and I don't know how many shots it has. I don't keep track. I just watch them. You need to count this year. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy that firework. It, it's uh, it's not the super expensive 500-gram mm-hmm. cakes, but it's not at the lower end either. It's kind of in the A middle, mid-grade. which is kind of yep. where I like to stay. Um, I've never heard A lot it, of fun. I've never heard anyone say that they like a bad mother-in-law. Well, I will tell you, Cody, I don't know what that's like because I don't have one. Good answer. You know, but she might be watching the show. This firework is really, really good. Okay. I would recommend it. I think we finally made it to the long-awaited number one picks. Number one picks. For me, again, simple, okay. simple, simple. Yep. But bottle rockets. Um, I've Growing up, we always would have – I had older cousins. They would show up to every 4th of July party with backpacks full, full of bottle rockets. Right. And not that I've ever experienced this, but so I've heard bottle rocket wars have been a thing I've heard in the past. I, I don't Who know knew? where someone would come up with that. I'd, and I've, I've been told that if you take a bottle rocket to yes. the leg, the back right. of the leg or the rear end, that uh, they can be painful. Yeah, I've heard that only in the screams from a distance. 
There's there's been screams. Yes, I'm sure that's true. And now we cannot shoot those off. Inside Not inside Butler City Limits. Correct. I don't know about Adrian and Rich Hill. Check your local uh, laws to see if those are absolutely applicable to you. We but, don't want to be uh, in trouble. Tailgate TV told me that no, we're not. The, we're not promoting breaking the law. That's right. Or any uh, city ordinances. Not doing that. Love Bottle Rockets. Yes. Love them. They are so much fun. Uh, it's it's really a shame that they can be dangerous. Things, yeah, some things have happened because of them, and I hate that because it's so, such a fun thing. My number one, and again, I number two was for me. You number one's about me too. Okay. Uh, it just that's the way I roll. Excalibur artillery shells. Love them. They are, if you hear a big boom around Butler, they're probably coming from an Excalibur artillery shell. I know a house that they might be coming from. Probably. Probably so. Now, and I tell you, when they go up, not only is there a big boom when they take off, but the the shell dispersion of of the... whatever you want to call that the the well and those are the ones that i mean they light up burst. the sky yes they do you you can hardly get it in your vision as you look up I yeah mean, it, it covers your entire vision and that to me is the fun of doing oh yeah it, right wait till nighttime and blast those dudes off and that's a finale firework for sure it is certainly that the only problem with it is there's just one um Shell at a time. Okay. So you have to load them and then, you know, take your time. But they come, the tube that they come in Mm -hmm. is plastic. So if that tells you anything, because most of them are paper. Oh, yeah. That's plastic. So you know that there's some. Some juice behind that sucker. Some juice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're great. They're great. And again, they're a little pricey, but. uh, If you want a good finale at your fireworks show. Absolutely. Check those out. Check them out. enjoy them. Interesting. Well, we want to thank everybody. Uh, for tuning in this month to Tailgate TV and for your continued support. We'd also love to thank the sponsors that have come on board and helping to make this happen. Absolutely. We have O3 Customs who has made these hats that we're wearing, a hat that we gave away, and uh, they're just they're continuing to do good things throughout the community, making hats for people and for events. Uh, so check out O3 Customs if you're in need of hats. Sonic, who's been one of our lead sponsors since the very beginning yeah. and have really believed in us. We appreciate what they've done with hooking us up. Uh, Mid-America, who has been with us since the beginning, helping to share some of our stuff and, and get us out there. CNS Graphics, who continues to work with us. We just want to thank everybody who's sponsoring us. We also want to say that if you want to be a sponsor to join our team, uh, we'd love to have you, so let us know. But for now, we want to thank you for watching Tailgate TV. Tailgate down.